Mark my words, we will make breakfast. Brexit a success. Am I tough enough? Uh, tough enough? Hell yes, I'm tough enough. Let June the 23rd go down in our history as our Independence Day. Hello and welcome to the Burn FM News Team Show. Taking a risk, having a punt, having a go, that pumps me up. This week, Genevieve Kotaska and Adam Chapman discuss the recent developments of the US election, while Lucas Zanarotti tackles the issue of safety on and around campus. Enjoy. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Burn FM. Hi, everyone. It's Foreign Affairs and Minority Communities correspondent Genevieve Kotaska, and I am here with... Andrew Chapman, Burn FM News reporter. And we are going to be discussing the US election. Um, time check, it's 6.50 UK time. Um, so all our information is up to date as of now, but the situation is changing quickly. So we will see what happens. Yeah, at the moment, BBC is reporting that Biden has 227 electoral college seats and Trump has 213, with The Guardian reporting 238 electoral college seats and Trump with 214. Um, interesting difference there. Andrew, do you have any feeling, any predictions of how it's going to go? It, I mean, the fact that they're reporting different things just shows how close it is. I don't even know what to feel because there's... It's just so tight that it's really nerve-wracking. I've just kind of felt that the whole day and I've had to just put it aside for a little bit because I can't just spend the whole day thinking about it. Yeah, I completely agree, like the stress of it, but you basically have no control. Mm. And so Andrew's half American, right? So you've got family in the US? Yes, I can vote in the, I can vote in the state of New Jersey and okay. my family that all live in New Jersey, New York, so very blue states. So I guess my vote wasn't as, I wasn't as invested in my vote specifically because I I knew that it was going to vote Democrat anyway and that's what I would have voted. Yeah, it's like a safe seat. Well done. Democracy. <laughs> Do you know how your family are feeling about the whole thing? I know that my my grandma didn't vote last year because she couldn't she couldn't will herself to vote for either of them but i know she vo she voted this year for biden because my fa my family all new yorkers they have a strong hate for hatred for trump <laughs> because of all the dealings he has in new york so they're all they're all quite nervous my mum my mum votes from here as well she stopped voting after george h no george w bush got in for a second term because she felt like she wasn't on the same page as the American public. And I'm noticing a lot of parallels with her right now. If if Trump gets in for a second term, I'm thinking I, I'm not really <laughs> the same as the, the average American voter. Yeah, I think the sense of defeat for the Democrats if Trump gets in again is going to be quite palpable, because I think maybe a lot of people thought it would be quite an easy win, given all the issues with coronavirus and the Black Lives Matter movement. I think they thought that maybe with all those tensions, it was going to be an easy win for Democrats. And this shows that like the sort of populist vote and Trumpism as like a concept has not been defeated in the US is still very much alive and kicking. Definitely. I think even coronavirus and angst and hatred against against lockdown and against government intervention probably even could have fueled Trumpism a bit more. Yeah, I think that's probably true because I think it's been a very 
different um, response to coronavirus, like state to state. And I mean, I don't have the information, but you could probably track that to the states that are voting Republican, the states that are voting Democrat today. Mm. What I do think is interesting, though, is I just read that um, it's set to be the highest turnout in over a century. Whether it's Republican or Democrat, like clearly the issues have like got people riled up enough that they're going out and voting in numbers that we've not seen in over 100 years. Yeah, and I think I I also read that it's not necessarily younger voters that are voting and it's it's not people changing who they're voting for as of last last election. It's the the people who couldn't decide last year are voting in higher numbers this year, which I think is really interesting. And I think given I think there's been a, like a lot of conversation about this idea that sort of Trump has like with his rhetoric has sort of devalued like devalued the vote and this idea of democracy has sort of undermined it but like clearly if people are turning out in these numbers people still feel that they've got something to say and that that will have an impact um so I guess we'll see definitely yeah I mean so I'm reading at the moment that like potentially we won't know the results for another two or three days um because of the high proportion of postal votes so because of coronavirus, um, there's been much more postal voting than usual. Um, and those votes usually swing Democrat, which is why Trump is calling into question their validity, which obviously gives um, sort of Trump's narrative of fraud time to sort of build up some momentum before we have like a conclusive idea of what's happened in the US. Yeah, how do you feel about that? I think it's it's just incredible that it, when we were sat watching and Trump was talking about how he wants the vote to stop. I was I was just shocked but not surprised. Like that was how I kind of felt about it. And in the in um, when I was talking to Scott Lucas, he was saying I asked him about how um, if there was any parallels with past elections, and he said the only one he could think of was two thousand when. Al Gore, when there's a load of issues in Florida with the votes and how it did go to the, to the court, but they were following the rules and Donald Trump is not following the rules this time around in the way he's acting. So I think yeah. it, it is just incredible. That's so the only way I could just describe yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't know about the Al Gore situation. So Professor Scott Lucas is a professor at the University of Birmingham and you interviewed him early this morning what midnight just half after midnight, midnight yeah after midnight so you can see that interview at burn fm news on instagram um did he have any interesting perspectives anything you've not thought of before he talks about the 2000 elections obviously i, I don't i don't remember that but he, when i asked him about predictions i wasn't expecting very anti-predictions i've been burned too many times in the past and i guess <laughs> that kind of put into perspective for me be like this is something that happens every four years and it's it is kind of more of a machine and less chaotic than I think it is. I think the system is so complicated that unless you know exactly how it works and all the different elements of it work and the Electoral College works and the House of Representatives and the Senate and blah 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 it's a very intimidating system to sort of understand and so <laughs> you just look at it and you have no idea what's going on which leaves the average citizen kind of in the dark and I wonder if Americans understand it or whether they don't really get how it works either. 
Yeah, I think because there's so much at play that all the campaigns are looking at demographics and who's votes, what group of people are more likely to vote for who. And then the states, because uh, Scott Lucas's family are from Georgia, which is a very important swing state right now that has not been a swing state in the past. So he was really interested in why Georgia is now more of a swing state. Did he have any ideas why it was? He, well, we didn't go into that. He's a busy man. But um, it was something that stuck with me and I thought about. Yeah, because I've seen some things on Twitter today saying that the reason um, Florida voted Republican is because Biden overlooked the Cuban vote there, um, which tends to lean slightly more right than the average Latino voter, according to what I've read. Um, and I think that shows that Democrats have thought it's going to be an easy win because all they have to do is not be Donald Trump. And actually, there are lots of issues mm that are important to individuals and groups of people that they've been overlooking. And that's, I mean, that they could pay for that. Yeah, I think it's easy to forget that Biden is not without his controversy. And in no way is he the, the perfect alternative to the just getting rid of Trump. Like, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. He has made racist comments and he has been rife in controversy so it's it's yeah it's easy to see why some groups and some communities don't want to vote for him yeah very true that's a good point it's not a clean slate for biden um and the focus tends to be on uh, trump's uh, misdemeanors but if you look into it it was it was similar with hillary as well like um a lot of them refused to vote for hillary because of they just remember all of yeah they refuse to vote for Hillary because she they don't see her as a good candidate and a trustworthy person. Yeah and I think so interesting because there's this assumption and I think maybe we've seen it in the UK as well that yeah you're not Trump and that's going to be enough to get you over the line and we're seeing how close the race is now um, and maybe they should have had some key issues that they were basing um, their run on and other than coronavirus and the economy in a very broad general way I don't think we've seen that. Yeah I think because on the exit polls they often they ask voters what their main concern is when they're thinking about voting and coronavirus wasn't in the top two the yeah, economy I was just... about. So yeah the economy is the biggest issue with 35 percent racial yeah. inequality with 20 percent and the coronavirus with only 17 percent which considering how much focus there's been on that in the election maybe people have been looking at the issues that aren't the most important issues for voters mm. and coronavirus will most people believe <laughs> be over by the end of next year but these bigger issues of crime and safety racial inequality healthcare policy are going to be there for the whole of the next presidency and sadly probably long into the future um, so maybe fo this focus on the coronavirus pandemic is very short-termist yeah i think I can't remember, it was today or yesterday, that the US officially left the Paris Accord Agreement. Yeah, the Climate Agreement. Paris Agreement. Yeah, the Climate Agreement. And if Trump gets back in, they'll be staying out. But Biden's made it clear that he wants back in. So, that, yeah, there is, there is very decisive issues that yeah. they have against each other. Completely. And I think there's also a perception in the UK that Biden might be worse for getting a trade deal with the US post-Brexit. So it, yeah, it could also have like a big impact 
on the UK. So why are we talking about coronavirus? Who knows? So a quick recap. At the moment, 238 electoral college votes for Biden, 214 for Donald Trump. But all to play for in key states, including Michigan, Georgia, Wisconsin, North Carolina, Nevada, Pennsylvania and Alaska, um, which are yet to be called. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Burn FM. I'm Lucas Zanarotti, your campus and education correspondent. 1,004 crimes have been reported in Selly Oak in September 2020. This is the highest figure since July 2011, according to UK crime stats. This figure includes 347 reports of violent crime, a rise on last year's figure, 105 vehicle thefts and 87 burglaries. Earlier this week, I spoke with Sarah, a third year history student, who had recently had a firework thrown at her on Rookery Road. She told me that on the 19th of October, around 9pm, she was walking with a friend when a dark blue Volkswagen pulled up beside them and threw something out the window. Initially, she thought it was a cigarette, but it started to fizz and exploded in front of them, whizzing along the road. Luckily, nobody was hurt, but the pair were left shaken. After reporting this to the police, it was linked to a similar incident the same night. Over this weekend, West Midlands police reported two separate incidents mm -hmm. where fireworks were launched at people out of cars. As we head into winter and the daylight hours get shorter, let's make sure that we're taking the steps necessary to protect each other and protect ourselves. You know, making sure that people have somebody to walk home with, for example. And numerous incidents have been reported since the start of term of student properties being broken into. This time of year, it's essential to make sure that we're locking windows and doors, leaving lights on and hiding valuables to make sure that we're keeping our things protected, especially now that the university is doing its bimodal teaching approach. It's really important that laptops and uh, other similar items are kept protected. Any incidents, make sure to report it to the police. Let's make sure that we're staying aware and protecting each other and ourselves as we move into the winter. Um, and I think that's all we have time for. Thank you for listening to our discussion today and uh, stay tuned for the next news show. And if there's anything you'd like us to cover, you can tweet us at BurnFM News or send us an email news at BurnFM.com. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to BurnFM.